Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Happy Monday. I hope your weekend treated you well. Today, we are catching up. I'll share with you what's going on behind the scenes, as well as a preview into what to expect on the podcast this week. So grab yourself a coffee, a cup of tea, and let's chat, starting with today's rosebud and thorn. My rose today is Vlogtober. If you don't know, I've been doing a new vlog every day on YouTube since October 1st, and it's just really fun. I'm excited to have this like documentation of my life. I'm excited to have a connection with you all. Um, it's a smaller audience over there, so I'm able to really like read and respond to comments and it feels really nice. All I, you know, I try to read and respond to comments on Instagram too. It's just a little bit different. So it's been really fun and it's bringing me a lot of joy right now. My thorn is, y'all, I am still congested. I still have like a stuffy nose and it's very annoying. <laughs> I'm over it. I'm done. I would like to be out of the weeds at this point and I'm not. My bud is that Bali is in less than four days for me. When you're listening to this, I will already be there, which is insane to me. I can't even conceive of that. But um, it's only four days away. I'm so looking forward to it. I want to like, I really want to be in the moment. I want to be there and really take it all in. Bali has been the number one place on my bucket list for as long as I can remember. Um, Just like the place I always thought I wanted to go. And I didn't really think I'd get to go. So I'm excited to make it happen, to get to to go, um, even under the circumstances as they are, I am very much excited. Okay, so let's talk about what's going on behind the scenes over here. So here is what I'm learning. I did a podcast interview this morning and she was asking about things that I've learned or ways that I've grown. And there's so many things that I've implemented over the years to help balance out my seven personality. And she referred to them as rituals and routines. And we kind of talked about how sevens tend to struggle with routine. And I was like, yeah, I think that's interesting because I think of myself as someone who's pretty routine oriented, but I also am pretty rebellious against those routines if they become too restrictive. And so I was, I was just kind of thinking about that and And I was like, well, I think the thing that has helped me to sustain them the longest and honestly, not even sustain them, but to just kind of continuously be in relationship to the things that help me to grow is to not see them as routine or rituals or I like I like the word rituals, actually, but I think just not seeing them as routine because that feels really restrictive to me and constraining but instead seeing them as a relationship, that I'm in relationship to my growth, I'm in relationship to like my nourishment and to my well-being, 
And I have these things that continuously support that, but I check in pretty regularly about whether or not that's working for me. So as you guys, we've talked before, like I sit down with myself and have a conversation every morning through my journal. I plan out my week every single week. I do a big check-in every month. I do a really big check-in every quarter and every year. And so I'm in these continual conversations asking myself, what's working for me? What's not working for me? What would I like to do differently? And so then I'm able to really shift my energy and support what I actually need versus just kind of following a set of rituals and routines because I said I would. It has to, for me, I think to maintain it, I have to think it makes sense. I have to think like this is for a reason, not just because like I'm supposed to, because the language of like supposed to is not very satisfying for my personality type. And so that being said, you know, I was thinking about how I took the summer of pleasure and and how that is part of the self-care. It it's off of routine, it's off of ritual, you know, kind of resisting or or relaxing on self-growth and focusing on just fun and play and fluidity allowing myself to have a time with that space so that when these structures that I need in order to maintain our more busy lifestyle of having a book launch, of traveling a lot, of having a husband who's in school and working full time and having a kiddo who's in school and doing karate and all of this stuff that I can, you know, I need those routines in that season, but I'm a lot less resentful of them because I'm choosing them on purpose because I know why they're in my life, not because like it's just a thing I think I'm supposed to be doing. So I also think that because of that, I tend to, you know, not think of myself as someone who's very routine oriented because I change my routines whenever and wherever I want. And I think that's why rituals is probably a better word if we're getting nitpicky about the language of it, because they're subjective, they're, or they're subject to my whims. Whereas I think we tend to think of routine as something that we do for years and years and years on end, which there are things like that. Like I do yoga and journaling every single day and have for years. You know, I've journaled every day my whole, for as long as I can remember since I was like nine years old. I've been doing yoga since I found it back in like 2010. So like these things are things I've been doing for years and years and years consistently, but I choose them over and over and over again. So it's not like I just do them without thinking about it. It's like I get to choose them again and again. And and that choice I think is what I want as a seven is is to have the option to do something different and then to get to choose to do what feels best. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. If you're a seven, I would love to hear if you relate to that because 
Um, it's not really something I've thought of. I, I actually get a lot of questions about this in my DMs. Like, how are you so structured and routine oriented as a seven? And I think it's because I feel like I'm choosing it. I feel like I feel like the autonomy of it. I also, these are my fun things too. I think that also helps. Like I find them fun, like yoga and journaling and, you know, all these like little self-care activities that I do. Um, yeah. So I, I think that helps as well. So let's talk about what I'm working on this week. Really this week, I'm focusing on getting things ready for Bali. Um, I'm trying to close up any loose ends and just make work like the workload easier while I'm there. I'm also in the midst of pre-orders for the book and I'm, I want to keep promoting that. I don't want to forget to promote it or get scared and not promote it enough. I need to really stay focused and make sure that I'm pushing it because it's important. And I'm going to be working while I'm in Bali. So, um, it's not, none of this is like super urgent, but I know how traveling can sometimes get complicated and I want to make sure that I'm taking care of myself so that it's as easy as it can be while I'm there. In terms of life updates, I feel like this is boring. There's not a lot, you know, I, I think it's just Bali in the book. Um, everything in me is really focused on those two things at the moment and, um, spending as much time as, with my family as I can until I leave. And in terms of what I'm reading, I'm so excited about this one. I just finished The House on the Cerulean Sea. Oh my gosh, y'all. It was a full on five out of five for me. It was so good. It was magical, but also it was like a love story. It was so cozy. And I honestly think it's one of the absolute best character write-ups for an Enneagram 6 I have ever seen. Um, it... I just think the main character, in my opinion, is a six, and he did, they did such an amazing job of showing the complexity of that character and making it really kind of showing the internal push-pull. Like, they he did this thing where, like, he would write what he was thinking and then show what he was saying and that contradiction of those two things based off of how he was presenting to the people he was interacting with. It was so fascinating. Absolutely just, oh, I lived for it. I also started um, this week The Very Secret Society of Irregular Witches. Um, I'm about halfway through that, and it's been an absolute delight. Um, just a really fun, easy read and feels, you know, kind of seasonally appropriate. I also need to figure out which two books to take to Bali, and I am feeling the pressure. I don't know what I'm going to bring, but it feels like I have to choose wisely, right? Because I don't know if I'll be able to buy books there. And you're taking up precious cargo space for these two books. And I am not going to get a Kindle. I'm not going to download books on my iPad. Like I want to read a real book. So this is what we've got. <laughs> like these are my options. And I'm just going to I'm going to do it. I'm going to pick two and I'm going to let those two be okay. <laughs> but I'm so scared. I think this is like this. This is like how it feels to make any choice as a seven. <laughs> it's like, oh no, what if I pick the wrong thing? And then I have a less than ideal experience. You know, I could, what if I go to the wrong party and then the other party is more fun? Uh, that's how I'm feeling about these books right now. It's just having a full-on existential crisis about picking books, even though it's very 
low risk. And the truth is I tend to read a significantly less when I'm traveling just because, you know, you're doing a bunch of stuff and I'm going to be fitting work in wherever I can. So it's going to be unlikely that I'll get to even finish two books, but you know, I don't want to be without. The other thing is I have two 16 hour flights. I have a five hour flight from Charlotte to LA, a 16, I have it, well, an eight hour, no, 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 a 16 hour flight from LA to Singapore, and then an eight hour layover in Singapore before a two and a half hour flight to Bali. So I'm probably going to do a lot of reading in that time because, and a lot of working, honestly. So who knows? Who knows? I have just no clue how this is going to go, but it's feeling intense. Um, and then when I'm watching, I was thinking about how on Sundays we do a morning movie on the weeks that we have the kiddo. And the last three Sundays we've watched Studio Ghibli films and it has been so cozy and just perfect. I think, I don't know what it is about those movies that feel so much like fall to me, but they just absolutely feel like perfectly seasonally aligned. And so, so, so cozy. It's such a nice way to like have breakfast and drink coffee, watch one of these like really calm, lovely movies. 10 out of 10 recommend. And in terms of small joys from this week, I have one that still makes me smile. Yesterday I went to the grocery store and on the way home, I saw that my husband and the kid, my kiddo were at the tennis courts. So I stopped in just to say hello and get hugs. And y'all, when I pulled in and got out of the car, they both just like lit up when they saw me and my kiddo just like ran to me and like they hugged me and it was like, y'all, we had spent all morning together. (laughs) But I think it was just like feeling the surprise of not expecting to see me and then getting to see me and their genuine reaction being excitement that I was there. I just realized in that moment, like I am loved. And I think that like for most of my life, I didn't feel wanted or like wanted around. And so to have these like two humans that I've built this family with and we just genuinely love each other and enjoy spending time with each other, I just realized like, oh, I have a family. Like we made a family and we're doing it, you know, and like we're I'm so safe and I'm so loved and they're so safe and they're so loved and I don't know that like little kid me could have realized what was available, you know, Mm, such a small joy. So when it comes to the podcast this week, we have Tuesday and Thursday, we're finishing out our series on questions to ask yourself by Enneagram type. So we're doing type two tomorrow and type one on Thursday. Wednesday is our regular weekly Q&A and Friday I'm sharing a conversation about bringing the Enneagram into the workplace with the CEO of East Fork Pottery, Connie Matisse. Also a friendly reminder that if you enjoy these behind the scenes episodes and aren't subscribed to the YouTube channel, you might be interested in that. So for the month of October, I'm posting a new video every single day, like I mentioned. So come hang out with me make sure you subscribe so you don't miss the videos and comment so I know you're there because I feel like I'm getting to know the people who comment regularly. It's very fun. And, you know, as always, it's an absolute joy to stay in touch with you this way. And I'll see you tomorrow for the next episode. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. 
Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply.